Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad ass. This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall badass. Welcome Welcome to to Kettle Whistle Whistle Radio. Radio. With your host, host, Dave Dave and Sean. Sean. Cranmer Jr. is back in the house. Um, if you remember from the Demon of Brownsville Road back in the day, his dad was here, then he was here. He was here for both episodes. What would you say? Episode 138, and I forget the other one. You uh, looked it up recently. 131, and I think it was 155. Right. Go back and listen, because they're intense. Intense. Your dad's intense. <laughs> very, very intense guy. And uh, just very happy that you wanted to do this. And uh, so much time has passed since I saw you last. Um, how long ago was that now? We're going back because now, well, you're engaged. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's fairly recent. I mean, that was just uh, beginning of the month, really. But uh, I don't know. How long ago was that? Was that like a year ago? I don't know. Oh. Everything's like a blink of the eye to me anymore. I think it was more like four years, three years ago. Three years ago? Wait, the first was, one? The first one. Not was, the second one. Right, the second, second one wasn't one that about, You're right, about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. You're right. But yeah, so Demon of Brownsville Road by his dad, Bob Kramer, and Erica... Man, Fred, uh, do you still talk with Erica at all? Oh she's... yeah, we're friends on Facebook. We get in arguments over politics and whatnot. But yeah, oh, she's great. No. She's a real nice person. Good writer too. Yeah. But that, yeah, I mean, honestly, that was like an intense episode, and we were still cutting our teeth on what to do back then as far as production works. So I was really proud to get you guys in the studio, and I appreciate your time today too. And today, Bobby brings with us music and news, and the music is intense. Almost as intense as your story. <laughs> I don't know if one uh, if one outweighs the other or if they if they go hand in hand. We also have in the studio today, of course, Sean Feldbush. Hello. And Sean, who do we have with us? Somebody new today, too. Uh, we have our good friend, Nicole. 
Nicole, we going by last names or no? You could do last. That's fine. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we want to welcome her to these airwaves, and you may hear from more from her in the in future episodes. And uh, what do you do, Nicole? Uh, I do a lot of things. Oh, come on now. <laughs> um, Specifically. <laughs> I make clothing. I belly dance. Belly dance. Um, what else? Do I, we, do? I don't think we've had a belly dancer yet. <laughs> I know that's great for radio guys. I know. <laughs> are, are you gonna belly dance for us tonight? <laughs> I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't really listen to it. I guess. <laughs> I don't have any coins on today. Well, <laughs> all right. So, Bobby, you brought music with you, and yeah, you kind of blew us away with some of this. It's some of the heavier stuff we've had on these airwaves. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit? I don't know which one to go first. Like. Black, what is it? Black market body parts. Shining. Oh, yeah, yeah shining. I dug. I dug that. Yeah. Like, is it the shine? Because it said shining on the MP3. So I was like, what? Uh no. I just think it's shining. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it might be the shining. I don't know. Okay. I'd have to ask them about it. It's a, it's an older song, but yeah, they're my buddies. It's uh going way way back with them. I used to play concerts with them when I was like seventeen. So. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. Good so, guys. Good guys. Are the is this like local? Are we talking? Uh, local? They're local. They're kind of. Uh, uh, broken up right now i mean they're on like a never-ending hiatus their drummer moved for for work but he comes home for christmas like once a year and they have a reunion show and it's always a good time well that's awesome uh we will get to we'll probably be the first band we play tonight is uh definitely uh, well the shine the shining or shining we think it is um yeah black market body parts i really enjoyed that i enjoyed all of this and it was heavy as hell i did ask for heavy I got it. <laughs> Cram, got it. Crammer delivers. Crammer delivers. But um, mostly, uh, we got to talk about this demon of Brownsville Road. And I know we have two folks here that just met you for the first time. And they got some questions. I don't know where to begin, honestly, because there's so much to cover. But it's new every time for you, I imagine, or is getting old. Yeah, no, uh, I, I say this is new because you kind of like are thrown throwing me two different directions exactly here. i mean i do one that. thing it's like music's like oh yeah i'm really excited about it. can't wait for it and then the other one's like oh god damn it i hate <laughs> this stuff and it's not that not that i'm not like uh willing to answer questions or anything like that it's just a lot of times when it comes to that stuff i, I really don't enjoy thinking about it oh, man. Memories. You, it's stuff that you like put out of your head you could have said no <laughs> no i'm all for it it's whatever if people want to talk about it. i mean I, i'd be curious if it wasn't me right how, how often does it does that come up in your daily life like people that meet you or they they know the name often often, often. uh since there's it's been on tv a few times so every once yeah. in a while somebody from work saw a repeat of it um that I, or or the one time i'm sitting in this big big meeting over a, a bid for a project and uh, they heard my name, and a guy looks at me from across the table. He's like, uh, you, "Did you live in that house?" And everybody looks at him like, "What, what are you guys <laughs> talking about? What, what's going on here?" But I kind of shot him a look, so he he like toned it down about about it. But yeah, it's it's constant. Yeah, that would be a weird setting in a business setting. To, yeah, to, for somebody yeah. to bring that up because that big it, table, and I'm the one who's like ha hosting the meeting, so. <laughs> well, just today uh, in my profession, I, I was driving somebody and they knew you <laughs> and what are the chances i was taking them to the airport from uh, upper st Clair, and they knew your whole story they knew your dad said he worked with your dad and i was just like so what'd you think what'd you think of mr Kramer there and, and I, I he didn't have words i said intense and he's like that's the word intense how is your dad by the way uh he's doing pretty good doing good yeah busy busy and I wanted to ask, too, your mother was the marketing director for a while for him as far as, like, you had to go through her to get to him? And oh, yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. still the case? Or? Uh, it's it's pretty close to that, pretty close to that. I mean, uh, uh, he's 
a little bit more proactive with it. Uh, so his email's out there, and he's on his on his uh, uh, website. So people contact him all the time. I mean, I, he just did a book talk last night, uh, and I think tomorrow he's doing an interview with somebody over in Europe. So okay, just did this really big TV show uh, over Skype for this giant uh, television station in Russia. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty interesting because they like stole snippets from all these other TV shows oh, and no. interviews <laughs> and. You know, from different local news stations and put it all together. And I, I watched it, but it's all in Russian, so I didn't understand it. But it was really interesting to see how they stole all this stuff and put it together to make their own own little piece. <laughs> but yeah, we don't steal here; we ask, <laughs> right, Sean? Yeah. Well, there there was a point when I was watching like all those like ghost investigator shows. This this was a while ago, and um, I I was flipping through the channels one time, and I came across. The, the story it was I don't know which I think there were two or three of them that covered uh, the story and um, I caught one of them just like a part of it and it kind of caught my interest and I, I was watching it and that was like two or three years before I met Dave and Heather and um, uh, and so then it was weird for the tie-in you know Dave's like yeah we interviewed them you know and I'm like no way you know and, now I'm sitting here with you. It's so kind of funny. Cool. It, yeah, yeah, you went full circle because you yeah. were a half hour late just like Heather was the first time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Fantastically yeah. perfect. I blame track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we kind of keep it real here. <laughs> I don't know. Were you guys talking before you were late? I'm just curious. We were just watching Heather actually on uh, her Alien Highway show on Travel Channel that you guys didn't get to see yet. And it's uh, it ends tomorrow night. And she's doing good. We're happy for her. So shout out to Heather Taddy and Alien Highway on the Travel Channel. Good stuff. Um, I guess I can't ask you about TV spots or anything like that that's happening for you, uh, or can you answer questions like that? There's a lot of things you can't answer, right? Uh, yeah, some stuff I can't, some stuff, uh, yeah, I can talk about. Uh, all, little, it all depends. Just want to establish that ahead of time, folks. We, I, I'd be, it'd be hypocritical for me to not, you know, give my fans or uh, fans, my listeners, um, some insight into the Demon of Brownsville Road. Um, like, how do we start with that? Like, okay, we can say Amityville Horror, but plus 10, as far as I'm concerned, times 100. <laughs> uh, where do we go? I mean, you had, well, this house has a history. Yeah. It came with a history. And we're not going to dig too deep into that. You have to listen to old episodes. But basically, you guys were living in a uh, demonically possessed house. Uh, that's what they told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and everything that happened uh, and how it all ended that seems to uh make a lot of sense to me okay being the best example or best explanation for everything yes and there was a light at the end of the tunnel and there still is from what we gather here and uh what what is what's going on with the house at the moment as we speak are there people living there uh yeah i think uh just my dad lives there now okay yeah uh mom moved up to the farm um it's just him, and he's redone the whole house. Uh, he's planning on turning it into well, he has turned it into a bed and breakfast. Um, wow! Should be open by the end of this year. And if anybody wants to come and visit and spend the night and see how you feel about it, by all means. Wow! Uh, but the house is clean now, right? It's been clean for quite a while. Yeah, quite yeah. There's questionably yeah. clean, clean, yeah. or is it or, clean? <laughs> uh, he has. He says they're what he calls hiccups that happen every now and then. Mm -hmm. um, and he has this whole routine that he does. He blesses the whole house yeah. and, and kind of keeps everything under control. We do that here, too. So you don't think it's like a situation kind of like, you know, we'll say like this, like it, like Pennywise, for example, like where it's something that's just sort of dormant or? 
I don't think uh, if, if my, my opinion, no, it never goes away. Ever. Oh, oh really? Yeah. My my feeling is like uh, I've said this before. We we all kind of have our own thoughts on what all happened and how it all transpired. But mm-hmm. my my feeling has always been it, it attached itself to us yeah. because even as we grew older and we moved out, um, you know, they had to have stuff, uh, uh, blessings and whatnot at my sister's house, yeah. uh, at my first house, and, and I believe my second house too. Uh, yeah. It kind of followed us wherever we went. It did. So. Okay. Uh, let's see. So last time I saw you, you, I guess you said you had the same thing. It, it was attached, but yet minor. You don't feel anything anymore, but your dad does. Yeah. Uh, it, it still comes after him every once in a while. Damn. But, I mean, he's he's pretty well adjusted to dealing with it. Uh, I'd say pretty much better than anybody. So, I, I mean, he, he kind of jokingly tells us about his encounters and stuff that happens and uh, out of all of us i mean he's the only one that actively like seeks out the stuff like he goes to uh gettysburg and uh uh what's the place down in uniontown oh. um oh i know what you mean yeah oh. but yeah i mean he goes and takes pictures of orbs and whatnot and tries to figure out stuff he has his own theories on how it all all works is this but does this work for him is it kind of like you know i don't know a remedy to he almost looks at it like it's his calling yeah, to like go that I knew. and and like uh, uh, bless areas. He he feels like uh, he was like chosen for it. So, and if you guys need any more background on that, you guys, it's been featured on well, Paranormal State, right? Um, uh, they only talked about talked it. Talked about it because at the time we didn't want any of this stuff out, and uh, right. So we allowed them to just like drop Easter eggs and hints towards it. Okay, because uh, there was a cross. Uh, you would. Uh, I guess with the paranormal state guys, they had and girls, they had a, a priest I think that crossed over and also worked with you guys that they knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, shoot, I know. Call me out. I know. Um, I want to say his name is Matt. Something I could be very wrong. No, 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 no. Heather knows um, him. I she knew him well and really respected him too. So you were in good hands. I'm gonna think of it in like five minutes when we're listening. To of something. course, I'm gonna shout his name out. Well, that's cool. We can take a quick um, break here and throw some metal on right now because that makes everybody feel better. What do you think? Uh, do a little shining. Yeah, sure. Black market. Yeah, yeah let's give means, man. We'll give them a taste. We'll get right back with uh, Bob Cram- Bobby Kramer Jr. And uh, we, well, I don't know. I've, we got a lot of metal to go through here. I mean, Sean and myself have been talking about, you know, just trying to get some hardcore death metal, or yeah, you know, it, it's ha- kind of hard to harness. I don't know, Sean. You've tried too. You've tried to get like bands to. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have some. Fr- I have a friend that's actually in a band that's uh, more more leans that sort of way from Greensburg and. Um, Oh, the name's escaping me right now, but but when we go to break, I'm going to look it up. (laughs) We have to go to break so we can remember stuff. Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing over there, Nicole? Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) She's in awe right now. All right, we'll get right. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll get right back to you. And here is Shining from Black Market Body Parts.
Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face and the Damage Manual and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. So I haven't said this in a while, but the best conversations Adam happen lie. off the air. That what? was his name. I think. What do you guys, you guys have somebody similar, somebody who, you guys just drew the conclusion on a uh, familiar friend in a band or two friends in one band? Two, fr- two friends in one band. And you yeah. just figured this out like during the break. Yeah. yeah. What's the band? <laughs> it's called Everyone Hates Everything. They're from like the Greensburg, Pennsylvania area. Okay. Yeah. That would be about right. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. he knows the basis. I know the drummer. And that's great. See, that's how things happen Small here. Small world. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's how things happen here. Um, on that note, I, I guess uh, Nada Regatta. Do you guys know about that? Yeah, I just heard about it. I the never f- went to the thing anyway. The so first time. I know. I, I happened upon it. Uh, it's been 40 years and they just canceled it for the first time. And uh, it was due to some insurance issue. What is it? The Three Rivers Regatta? Regatta, yeah. Oh. But yeah, apparently. I never went to that. It yeah it's nah, well, I don't what's know. that newscaster he he just filed a lawsuit against them oh really yeah um the one guy oh, what's what's his name not Shumway no he he always goes out and they do, give him like the goofball stories oh he, Marty he, Griffin no no shoot he's an older guy but he's he's like seventy years old and he did that that thing where they uh um uh, it's that Red Bull challenge where they build those kites and they dive off into the water oh my but he's like 70 years old and he basically did this 20 foot belly flop on his face oh my god and, and so he, i guess he can't broadcast anymore and he sued them because of it because he injured his yeah. face or but the, oh my it was god. real weird because after he finished the, the whole story <laughs> but i guess he got hurt so i wanted to compete in the uh anything floats um, you know that competition. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that that's cool. You construct a boat out of nothing and just go. But anyway, so we're here with Bobby Kramer Jr. We got Nicole Bahana. 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 I'll have to fix that later. And Sean Feldbush is with us. I always thought it was Bahana. You know why? Because we our mechanic's name is Bahana. That's, a lot of people do. Yeah, and I'm Italian, so yeah, I completely ruined that. Anyway, so uh, I, I have to ask right off the bat here. Um, this music. Does it still? You're you're into harder music than most kids are, Bobby. I'm just saying. I, I you, did you progressively get harder with the music, or did you did it just fill a niche for you, or like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I pre- I, I want to say I pretty much uh, it started off with like the grunge. A lot of my cousins uh, uh, a lot older than me. So uh-huh. in like the early '90s, they were on the like Alice in Chains, and then when Corn yeah. came on scene, oh, I love so, I still love. I Korn. mean, at the age where I could figure out what music was, basically, I mean, it was. It's always been something heavy. Did you do a punk rock phase? Joy Division, The Cure. Uh, oh, the, no, the no. Cure is rough to say punk rock, but to me, they kind of are. So no, I mean, as far all my friends were punk rock, and I was more like the metal kid with yeah. it. But I mean, I always dug like H two O and Rancid hey, and whatnot. I mean, H2O's when Out Comes stuff. of the Wolves was still like in my 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 head like one of the best albums of all time. Regardless of the genre, I love that. I, I've that never album. met another H two O guy. I know one other person that likes them. So yeah, that's cool to hear. They, I, I love their stuff. And Agnostic Front too. That's another band I love from that back in that day. And yeah. Sean, didn't you say you just found a band that sounds like Agnostic Front, but they're local? Yeah, Gut Gut Wrench. Gut Wrench. They're yeah, older, well, but new again, right? Yeah, they're like a local Pittsburgh hardcore band that's like probably broken up and gotten back together several times and uh we're working on getting their music on here yep so. gut wrench and there's another one oh the, the ones that they oh these guys were cool uh what was that i just gave you the gift pack they sent us the press kit uh inconsolable wretch that's definitely yeah. hardcore but yeah we're gonna hear some more hardcore tonight we got a bunch of stuff for you but i think nicole has a question for you <laughs> uh okay so i didn't get to read 
the book. But um, I didn't either. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I was intrigued by the door, like how um, I read from some research that you know your children's toys uh, were found in this door. Um, uh, not not a door. There wasn't was a, a door there. Um, mm-hmm. You're talking about the the void that was under the steps. Uh, yeah, that that. So it's it's not a spiral staircase, the main staircase, but it goes up and then it turns and then it goes back up. So there's this void that was under these stairs that had been sealed off ever since the house was built. Uh, no way to get in, uh, no way to get out, and um, I forget who it was. I, I think it was uh, Adam Bly, but when the paranormal uh, uh, paranormal state guys were there, they actually cut it open and went into this room for the first time. Now, That's, it was yeah. actually attached to the closet that was always a main focal point for everything. Uh, that's okay. basically what kicked my dad off on something's wrong with his house was what, what was happening in his coat closet. And uh, so they went through the back wall of the coat closet into this uh, void. And I mean, the back half of it, well, two sides of it are a solid wall. And then there's the closet, which is a, you know, a wall. And then you have the steps. So there's no way into this area. But I mean, it's I'd say it's about half the size of this room, a wow. crawl space. And when they went in there, they found all kinds of stuff, toys, uh, a paper that had some real goofy drawing on it. But um, stuff that was missing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah missing stuff. And, and it's you, how to get in there. I mean, nobody really has ever figured that out. And then there was, like, uh, writing on the wall and stuff from somebody that built the house. Mm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of kind of crazy the, the very what few was, books scared the hell out of me that book really it's frightening it's just frightening but go ahead nicole I'm what sorry. was the what was the drawing the goofy drawing uh i i know on one side it said something uh i hate to say it but i'll plug it anyway it's actually i think there's a picture of it in the book uh of what it is but it's just like this weird looking guy with like a goofy face i almost want to say it almost looks like something from a old newspaper cartoon uh, hmm. but it's just like somebody doodling and it's just this weird picture, uh, <laughs> but I mean, for something to be, I mean, who knows how long it was in there, but yeah. Will that uh, space be featured in any way uh, for the Ooh. the bed and breakfast? Well, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'd imagine if you asked, you probably could see it. I don't yeah. think there's anything under there now. Uh, they they really cleaned the whole house out. I mean, you figure me my two brothers my sister all of our families just had stuff piled up in that house for years and they had a big yard sale uh recently and sold like got rid of everything threw everything else out so the whole house is like empty i don't think there's anything in there and i imagine if you come and you like wanted to go in there and look uh you probably could but i mean it's like a, a crawl space like you can't walk in there so but it's gonna is it gonna be more of just a, a straight up bed and breakfast and depends. No, it's not it's not really gonna be about that stuff right uh it all depends all depends yeah. uh he's booking it two different ways uh if you want to come for uh experience to deal with the book he'll do that uh if you want to come for just a bed and breakfast you know airbnb or however wow. however it works yeah. yeah yeah so it's uh it's not directly marketed to, towards the book. I mean, it's something that he's always wanted to do to the house. Uh, this is just like another facet. You know, people ask us all the time, can we come see it? Can we not come stay? It's, 
well, now you have an opportunity to. It's a beautiful house. I mean, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, it I really mean, is. It's, to me, it doesn't really stand out. I mean, no. I grew up in it. Right. But, yeah, like from, from uh, other perspectives, yeah. It, it's, it's it, well, I guess with all the work he just he's done there now, too, it, it really is something special. I, and you and Sean have something in common, too. I asked you earlier. I asked you earlier, years ago, um, if you can watch horror movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. No. No, like I said before, I, I drove home from uh, Paranormal Activity. I saw it at the theaters. I drove home with the lights on inside the car. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't do it. You know, and I, I've seen a lot of them. Uh, gore horror movies are one thing, like uh, yeah. the Rob Zombie films, House of a Thousand Corpses. I can watch that no problem. I love yeah. that stuff. But uh, that's stuff. generally not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. Uh, uh, stuff that touches a little too close, uh, it's, it's just like it, it freaks me out, and I can't deal with it for a few weeks. So. So I'm guessing, like, um, I, I thought a lot about, like, season one um, of American Horror Story. Have you seen yes, The Murder you, House? Yes. You um, know what's crazy about yeah. that is when I first watched that that series, uh, we, we, we binge-watched it, um, I immediately called my old man and was like, I, I think these people might have stole the story because... Yeah. It's it's pretty close. Very close. Especially with the close. the doctor with the yeah. abortions. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure like the doctor even had the hat on, the bowler hat that he always talks about. Um, you know what, Nicole, until you said that, very good point, both of you, because I didn't put two and two together till this moment that yeah. that was familiar and I didn't know why. Well, and it, what's weird, too, is I, I'm pretty sure I looked into it and like right before that was that came out he was actually talking with somebody out in hollywood about putting a series together or, or a movie or something regarding the book and that fell through and then all of a sudden that tv show happened so i was like i don't know if you want to check this out and look into it but i'm telling you like if you watch this you definitely see the parallels and I, it's kind of hard to say well okay it's just another ghost story it's just another ghost story but i don't know man it, it it's it's kind of close not to mention is it season two or three with the uh the nazi scientists was that later on? That was Asylum. later. Asylum, right? Was oh, that... that was season two. That was season two, but he was doing the same thing. The experiments and everything. It was very... There's too many similarities, but yeah, the murder house. Yeah. Wow. I Wow. I didn't even think of that until now. But yeah, there was something familiar about that episode, or that, that show, and I couldn't figure out... I couldn't put my finger on it until just now. But yeah, they, they stole it from you. I don't want to say I don't want to say that I'm just saying it's kind of odd that they were having that they were in talks the talks fell through and then all of a sudden that TV show happened Um, yeah but that's what happens I talk to uh, unfortunately I talk to a lot of kids that uh, a lot of kids when I say kids 20s that write and they do it on the internet and they do it for like what is that um, creepypasta and from what I understand I've seen both ends of it they go to the site they send their stories up there for free but Hollywood Script writers are stealing their stories from this creepy pasta site. So, kids, if you're out there putting your stories up there, make sure you copyright it because they're looking to see what the kids are into these days. Well, I mean, it, it even happened with like Stranger Things. The guys mm-hmm. that the, Duff, the, the, the Duffer, Duff, brothers. Duffer brothers. I had to stutter on that one. Yeah. They uh, they originally were working with a guy or something, and he like claimed that they stole his story. And I mean, even if you look at like uh, the movie Underworld, the vampire werewolf oh, movies, yeah, that was a role playing game. You know, they yeah. they said that that was stolen. You know, so. yeah, it was a role. Well, the role playing game stole it from the movie, or the movie stole from the role playing yeah. game. I think it was a, yeah, yeah. That was that. I forget what it's called now. Werewolves and vampire RPG, but yeah. So I guess a lot of that's happening. Um, is that a fear of you, for you and your dad, or is he just going to move forward and say, screw it? I mean, I don't care either way. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
Uh, it doesn't affect me at all. Um, it doesn't seem like it bothers him, you know. Like he he he's pretty set with his stuff, so you know. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we'll see what happens with him. I am curious about that. Yeah, um, let's get to our next song here. We're gonna have to let you preface. How do you say that? Preface? Preface it? Preface? This, yeah, preface. Preface. Uh, uh, Victims of contagion, corporal punishment. Is that the song? Uh, yeah, that's a that's the song. Uh, I, I believe this album just came out last month. Uh, What's interesting about this band is uh, when I first heard of them, I actually went to a concert and I got there a couple minutes late. And as I walked in, I hear a song being played in the background and it was uh, uh, Decapitated Spheres of Madness. And I'm hearing it and it's like in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, well, they're just they're still setting up. They're just playing music over the radio or whatever. And then I looked at I, I heard a little difference in it. And I, I asked the guy at the door, I was like, are they? covering this right now he's like yeah they're up on stage and i like ran in there <laughs> ran in there they, they killed the show blew me out of the water so i mean there was no way i could come in here with music and not have them on here well all right that enough said we'll go with it uh victims of contagion corporal punishment enjoy folks we'll get right back to you corruption thou art my father
right, folks, we are back with Bobby Kramer Jr. and the Demon of Brownsville Road, trying to put this all behind us. However, maybe we will. This the, the third time's a charm, so maybe next time you're here, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> or you're going to have something even bigger happen, and then you have to talk about it to help. Well, well I mean, something bigger is going to happen here mm -hmm. uh, pretty soon, and I'll definitely come back on and let you guys know about it. Perfect. So. Perfect. Sean's got something for you. Yeah, so you, you mentioned earlier that uh, you just recently got engaged, and uh, um, I was curious how much of uh, your story that deals with uh, the demon of, of Brownsville Road and your dad's book and everything, how much of that did your fiancé know about before um, before you guys got engaged and, uh, you know? Well, we, we'd been together for a while, uh, so she knew about the book and everything, but even prior to that, uh, we're all from a big group of friends, and so she knew stories from the house and knew knew what all was going on. So it wasn't a big surprise. But uh, the first time I was like on TV, and we're sitting there in the living room watching me on TV, and it's like she gets to hear more of the story in more detail. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. She was all excited about it, but I mean that was more just like, oh, you look, you're on TV, you're on TV. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, she knew she knew all of it. So, yeah. Does she talk about it or she like table it and just when he wants to talk about it, he'll talk about it? Uh, no, I mean, she's always open to it. She, she has her own experiences with paranormal. I oh. mean, not, not like anything drastic or, okay. or, or to, to that degree, but you know, this weird stuff's happened and you know, she, she understands she's open to it and whatnot. Yeah. I have, I mean, I have sleep paralysis personally and people think that there's like, paranormal like that has to do with like uh, i mean there's various um theories i guess um we did a whole episode on it and i totally made fun of him the whole time it was no, terrible you, no you did i was very insensitive <laughs> <laughs> just saying uh, his sleep paralysis is definitely serious yeah it, it is serious so for me it started at a uh, there's an old farmhouse in blairsville that's a historical landmark Beyond that, I can't tell you. My best friend grew up in that house, and I spent my whole childhood there, even into, like, young adulthood, um, until uh, his mom sold the house. And um, there's, I, I haven't been back to the house since, but that's that's for me, that's where it all started. And then from there, it, like, that activity, like, followed me to, you know, my parents' house, to apartments that I lived in, um, you know, it's followed me even all the way to like, uh, you know, I still have sleep paralysis even mm -hmm. in the home that I live in with my wife and my kid now. So, so what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts on it? Like, do you think it has some some more value than just a, a primitive uh, uh, alert that's hardwired into all of us going off? Because they there there are theories that say that this goes back to when we were cavemen and it was something that would set off the wake us up if a predator was close. Now, uh, yeah. do you think it's like that, or do you wow. think there's some paranormal aspect to it? Because I, obviously, I think it has some paranormal aspect to it i think it does um but I, I can't say what because i mean when it happens it's it's really freaky it's scary you know and well when it first started happening it was but now that i've lived with it for so long and i know what it is there's there's different times where it's like very mild and then there's times where it's very intense where you feel as though something is almost like trying to like take you from you so what i mean by that is you get like the creepy crawlies over your body and it feels like something is like you know 
you get these weird sensations and I don't know if it's, you know, somebody said something about it. I, I think I read one time about where it's like some sort of like witch that's trying to take your soul or yeah, like there, there are depictions uh, where, where they show like demons in the room and mm-hmm. there's the shadow people and all this. Yeah. Stuff. I've, I've kind of, you know, you get that premonition that something's there mm-hmm. and I'm always trying to like look cause you're like, it's, it's like you're awake and you're paralyzed and you're just trying mm-hmm. to like look and see what is it where, you know, I'm, you can, you can make out the room, you can make out the details of everything. Um, but it's the strangest thing. The, I, See, when it, when it happens to me, it's like. So you have that too all the time. Oh and, yeah, and it's it's not just me. Like I, I get it real bad. My brother gets it real bad, uh, and, and it happens to my sister too. Um, when everything was real hot in the house, mm-hmm. that w- it, it was almost like every night yeah. that stuff was happening. And and uh, a, a theory I always used to say was like uh, the stuff like attacks you. Uh, like mentally like on like a psychological level to make yeah. you like basically go insane and 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 more susceptible to stuff but i mean i i've always heard stories about it from other people but i've never heard people like okay well yeah i've, I've it was kind of creepy i don't know well have you ever got like dragged by your feet out of your bed and like across the room that's never like, happened to me like that's like the level <laughs> like i'm talking about but yeah like I, i've had mild versions of it um yeah I know uh, when I moved into my second house, it was probably within a mile uh, of my parents' house, and I was having it, like, every night. And at the time, I was sleeping downstairs on the couch. It was right after my son was born, and every night I would have it, and I could, like, sense something coming down the road, like, from their house. Yeah. I could sense it, and then I would I would hear something knocking at the front door. Damn. I would hear the screen door open. I would hear something. Oh my god, on that's the door. happened to me at my house. What? But I like asked yeah. my dad about it, and he was like, "Hand a crucifix on the door. Hand a crucifix on yeah. the door." So I did that, and sure enough, that night it's knocking at my back door. Yeah, and this was like Son so. So like, if you go to my house today, like I always keep like crucifixes everywhere. Yeah, we when have I was, like I don't even go to church, but I, I have crosses everywhere. I don't go to church either, but we have a uh, a uh, crucifix from Jerusalem. Uh, oh, from the, the wood that's yep. hanging oh, yeah, yeah. between my living room and between my dining room and um i had i had the banging on the door thing like it was so loud and so intense it, i was sleeping on the couch i fell asleep you know i think the tv was on but it i was so startled i got up the first thing i looked at was out the window behind me like is somebody like you know creeping in on me or whatever looking in on me and then i got up and i opened the door and this is like you know three in the morning you know middle of the night and um the only other weird thing that personally happens to me in my house and this never happened anywhere and i i mean i can't attribute it to the house chihuahua like that (laughs) yeah the chihuahua between my living room and my dining room there's uh well off in the dining room there's a window and behind me, there's a window in the living room, and we have a light. And as I'm sitting there watching TV and stuff like that and, you know, just, you know, doing normal things, um, I'll see out of the corner of my eye, I'll always see something like movement. You know what I mean? But, you know, obviously I never, I can never, like, see what it is. It's just I get a feeling that something's there. But Damn it, uh, Sean. I didn't know this was going to be a freaking... Well, that I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really tell people about that. No, no you don't. No, I, but, I, 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 you know. I, I get the same way. Like, it's not too often that I get to talk about this stuff. And then a lot of times, like if if I go to like one of the talks with my dad or whatever, you know, people ask questions afterwards. 
Uh, it's not too often I, I meet somebody that like shares some kind of experience and it's like so what happens to you like i'm more interested to hear what you have to say than what people what, what i want to talk well, about so. it's definitely weird and i'm trying like the only thing that i know that's passed on in my house are animals like sometimes i have uh, this cat that i feel like i'm seeing the cat in the house you know i see like something like scurry away low level on the floor and um but this thing with this with this window and what i keep seeing and so that's like directly ahead of me and to the left of me is the stairwell up to the second floor of the house and every once in a while i feel like out of the corner of my eye i'm seeing something looking down like over the ledge where the wall comes down and where you like or would walk up the steps this like ledge that's right here mm -hmm. i always feel like maybe like something's like sort of like creepily like off over there sort of look it's just a weird feeling that i get and i don't know if it's anything really but you know it definitely i feel like it's happening so in your case bobby those, those shadows were substantial well i mean that wasn't like uh i mean you, you you did have that out of the corner of your eye experience but then there was like uh yeah there, there's definitely somebody walking right here you know like you you can't miss it like yeah before I kick all of you out today, um, Nicole, any, uh, any paranormal things I need to know about you? Um, I also have had uh, a sleep paralysis. For me, like, I've never had any, like, supernatural. All three of you. Or, yeah, but for me, it's mostly just dream. Like, if I'm having a bad dream, I'm trying to wake up and get out of it. Um, and that's when I, I'm in that realm in between sleep and awake and my body's paralyzed obviously but there's always the shadowy thing i have seen okay. um but i i recently had that after watching a movie that probably made that, you have that imagination going sets on it there. off yeah, yeah. The interesting the biggest thing for me with it is uh, i always feel like i'm suffocating like when i come out of it it's like <gasps> You know, like I feel like I have to take a deep gasp. Now, this is not you know. sleep apnea, and I'm not joking right now. But sleep apnea can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I had a friend that had it, and it, his wife saved his life by getting him the the, the treatment. You know, they go and get the dream. Uh, what is it, the sleep test? And then they get the he's got the yeah the, the Darth the Vader mask. My dad has that. Yeah. yeah, it did save my friend John's life. He's not afraid of me talking about this. He said that himself because I we used to do conventions together, and he's like, "Look, dude, I got to put the Darth Vader mask on, and you're gonna have to hear this all night." It helped me sleep hearing him, so I knew he was alive. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I definitely don't have that problem. It's it's only you know. Otherwise, I don't have breathing problems like when I sleep. But you know. well, the thing with the sleep process now, there's a. I, I know I've mentioned this before in the other episode, but the uh, the one night I had two friends over. Uh, Samantha and Amanda. Oh, yeah, you did. And yes. and uh, we were sitting upstairs. This is when uh, Stunts of Anarchy just started. And mm -hmm. it was like maybe the second episode and we were hanging out watching it. And this thing happened with the door where we're watching it and the door is closed and it opens. Like the handle turned and the door opened and it didn't just like fly open like the wind did it. It opened to a point and like real quick and then stopped. Mm -hmm. And it stayed there for a minute, and we're all kind of like shooting each other looks, like okay. And then it slowly closed, and then it slammed shut. Yeah. So, uh, me and me and Sammy, we we knew what was going on. She knew all about the house and whatnot. Uh, Amanda didn't, and she got scared. So she was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. She gets up to leave. Now we're up on the third floor of the house, and she walks out, and she gets to the top of the steps, and about five or ten minutes goes by, and Samantha's phone rings. 
and it's Amanda calling from the top of the steps. She's standing there terrified. She can't move. Yeah. And we had to go and walk her out of the house. Well, the next day, well, that night, I had a sleep paralysis episode after they left. Mm -hmm. uh, I meet up with Sammy the next day, and she's like, the weirdest thing happened to me last night. And she knew nothing about sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. and she told me, she was like, last night I woke up. She's like, I can't move. I, it was real crazy. I'm like trying to scream for my mom. I can't say yeah. anything. And I explained to her what it was. And then maybe a week later, we're at the pool hall uh, with Amanda. And she just casually, like, guys, oh, you remember that night? Like, the weirdest thing happened. Yeah. All three of us, all three of us, the same night had the same thing happen so, after that thing happened with wow. the door opening up on us. My uh, my best friend who lived in this uh, old farmhouse that I was telling you about earlier, um, he used to have night terrors and, uh, like, really terrible night terrors. And... Um, he would, uh, you know, he'd, he'd, like, wake up from these, like, terrible dreams or whatever. And his mom apparently had to, like, get very physical with him. Like, he said the one time he, uh, something, there were hands pulling his head, like, down the sink. Uh, and he was, like, clawing at the sink. He was, like, sleeping, but he was, like, clawing at the sink trying to save his head from being pulled down the drain and uh his mom had to like smack him in the face i hope you know if he listens to this i hope he doesn't get mad at me saying that but what what's his name no i won't do that but 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 my point of it is i wonder if you know there was some sort of attachment at that house whether it had been you know definitely nothing to level of what you guys lived through but um you know, just something personal in my life. So big shout out to Chucky Smith in Greensburg right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was really pissed at Sean. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not a real name, folks. Not a real name. Yeah. Uh, but we should get to another song here because the subject matter is so dark. Uh, ooh. Actually, yeah, that's the thing. I think it actually goes pretty well with oh, the music. Oh, of so. course it does. We always say the best thing about a movie is usually the soundtrack, and Rob Zombie's a master at that, and I was getting shit for saying that, but he knew, he knew how to do a soundtrack. You know, it's like just playing the right music at the right time makes it the crow being a perfect example not his movie but great soundtrack great movie you know rob kind of does that with all his movies mm -hmm. if the movie sucks soundtrack's still good but let's get with uh i think we may all agree on this one being well no all right this is my favorite of the four we're playing tonight gray walker without control yeah uh another local pittsburgh band uh i didn't know they were uh, local that's awesome well yeah i everybody everybody i picked tonight is local i had yeah. to pick everybody from pittsburgh i'm from pittsburgh yeah. and and I'm somewhat attached to the music scene, so I would have some pretty angry people if I came in here with like some music from Ohio or something. That's so. right. They're all angry with us all the time, so don't worry about it. Well, just me. Sean's fine. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, yeah without control. I, I think this was uh, their album came out last July, but yeah. All right. So without control, Gray Walker is the band. I looked them up. It looks like they have a shitload of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a pretty big album. Uh, a good bit of songs on it. Um, all their stuff's on on YouTube uh, for you to listen to, and mm -hmm. it's. I'm pretty sure all the bands tonight are on like uh, what Bandcamp, Bandcamp. Spotify, yes. uh, all, all the other stuff that you want to. And if you guys aren't on Bandcamp, get on Bandcamp. Make make people buy buy your music for a buck. They can make their own price. I'll do things if it's an EP. I'll pay five bucks. You know. Yeah. But yeah, go go to Bandcamp. I'm pretty sure one of these bands was on there. I don't know which Victims one though, Bobby. Contagion. Was it was them. Movie? Yeah, they're on Bandcamp. And I think Contagion. the other ones might be too. If that's where you got. Maybe them. by the time they hear this, they'll be on Bandcamp. Yeah. So all right, well let's get into Gray Walker. We'll get back with Bobby Kramer Jr. Thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio.
You just heard, oh my goodness, who did we just hear? Grey Walker without control. That was my favorite of the picks, even though you didn't hear the fourth one yet. It's a good way to go out, but we'll talk about them later. Who did we pick for the fourth on the way out? That is uh, the breathing process, right? Yeah, breathing like process. Them. All right, we'll, we'll talk about them in a bit, but um, Sean brought up a really good point. I don't know if he wants to. Well, we sort of touched on this earlier, the bed and breakfast uh, at the, the, the Brownsville House Road uh, where you grew up. Um, you said your dad still lives there, and um, uh, you did mention about it being a bed and breakfast. And I, I overheard, I think, another interview um, about him maybe turning it into a bed and breakfast. Or maybe he's been thinking about doing that for a while. But I, I wonder, you know, uh, you did mention that the house is clean and it has, like, hiccups sometimes. But I wonder if that's, like, a really good idea or not. What's your What's your opinion on that? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of... I get kind of torn over it. Um, I, I would say my, my like, like, 
I don't fully understand people that go to haunted houses, ghost hunters, and whatnot. Um, Heather, to Heather be, Taddy. We, we yeah. don't understand her at all. Well, I mean, uh, from the perspective of, like, people who've had the experiences, yeah. uh, I, I don't get it. Like, me, I would do everything I can to avoid that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 it left me with almost like a PTSD. Um, yeah. You know, like, I, I get scared easily, like. People get me all the time. A lot of guys I work with know about it and make fun of me for it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm con- so not cool. constantly on edge. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I get terrified. Like, I, I almost punched my sister once because she scared me. Like, I turn around ready, but, you know. <laughs> That's not funny, but it is. No, I mean, no, if, you, if you knew my sister, it's funny. But, uh, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if there's if there's a market for it and it's something people are interested in, yeah, I mean, that's fine. If you want to come, come. But for me, I don't – I wouldn't think it's the best idea. Uh, to me, you know, I think it would be safer just to, you know, maybe burn the house down. But, yeah. you know, I don't see it the way he sees it. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www. FairlyDarkProductions.com for more info on the author and his work. So there, there's this place up in Johnstown, and my friend like bought like a night stay at one of those kind of places, and um, didn't have anybody to go with, and said, "Hey, would you want to go? You know, do this thing with me?" And I'm like, "Sure, you know, I'll go. That'd be cool, whatever." And uh, it wasn't what I expected. Um, the house was like an old like uh art house where like artists lived and supposedly like a demonologist lived in the house and um stuff like that but they had like all these rooms like done up like in like almost like halloween themed kind of like you know just like a like a haunted house walk through like at like kennywood you know what i mean like mm-hmm. something you'd expect like that and um there was some very odd, like, demonic, like, paintings on some of the walls that, like, really creeped me out. Like, sort of like the, remember the old Tool videos? Oh, okay. um, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. sort of like very odd, sort of demonic stuff like that. And uh, that sort of creeped me out a little bit. But beyond that, it was like, um, I want to say it was called the Monroe Hotel. It was in, like... Oh, that rings a bell. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah up yeah. in, uh, I can't remember the name. But anyways... You know, it ended up just being a weird night, and it wasn't really scary at all. And, uh, well, I mean, like, like if anybody comes here and they're they're expecting to like, you know, get some full blown light show or whatnot, like like you said, um, 
you know, they, they did a lot of work to put all that stuff, uh, put it away, put it back in the box or, or uh, yeah. however you want to, you want to word that. Um, I mean, they had a full blown exorcism in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it took uh, a couple of years. Uh, so there was a lot of, a lot of work went into, I want to say like preparing, uh, the house for, for people to live in again. Um, so if anybody comes there with like the expectation of seeing something, uh, you know, I, I would say they're probably going to be let down. Yeah. Um, not to say that, yeah, maybe on the off chance you're there when some sort of hiccup happens or, or you have your own experience, you know, uh, me personally, I wouldn't want to go to a house in Johnstown like that. You know? I, but I, as far as spooky stuff on the wall or anything like that, no, it's, it's not themed like that. Um, <clears throat> it's a old Victorian style house. Uh, it almost has like a, a 1920s feel to it. I mean, he went out, got furniture, and uh, you know that's the era the house was built. So he kind of keeps. It's almost like taking a tour in a museum. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really neat old stuff throughout the house. A um, couple big rooms. Uh, you know, once he calls it the Civil War room, it's like Civil War themed. Another one's uh, the Titanic room it, or the nautical room, and yeah. it's more towards boats. And then there's the the blue room. You know, that's in the book, and yeah. that. Um, that's pretty much unchanged. Uh, the other the rest of the house pretty much got remodeled and whatnot. That's still, you know, pretty close to how it was. Um, the closet, uh, that I used to sleep in, uh, I mean, people can go and see that for themselves now, you know, um, and, and see that it's not like a little closet that you can only like hang a shirt in. Like, like it's a huge house. I mean, this is a massive walk-in closet that, you know, I could probably still lay down in today and be somewhat comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all that stuff's there. If people have the interest to go see it, go see it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm fortunate enough. I can go there whenever I want, or I get roped into him helping him with his projects. So, yeah, I find it interesting, intriguing, actually, that um, you guys kind of still don't see eye to eye on that, though. Like you, you just admitted how you disagree. That would be actually more intriguing for people uh, to go because the family doesn't all agree. Well, like I said, I mean, a, a lot of people were involved in this. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was our family that lived through it, but there were a lot of friends that came and went over the years, uh, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of his friends that, that dealt with this as well. Um, everybody has their own perspective on it, but yeah. we all have, like, the general understanding of, of what it was and what worked to get rid of it. Now, I, I don't pretend to have, like, answers. I'm not overtly spiritual or anything like that uh, but all i can say is you know i lived through this i don't know what happened i have a pretty good idea what happened because these guys came in from the church and whatever it is that they did it worked yeah. so i i mean feel how you want to feel be you know believe what you want to believe mm-hmm. but you know this is what makes sense to me so um earlier you were talking about how um you tend to avoid haunted attractions uh horror movies uh, is there anything that just randomly pops up that would create a trigger, like a PTSD kind of thing? Um, uh, being alone, like uh, in any 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 situation, really. Um, always on edge of like the you know, like what you were talking about before the stuff out of the corner of your eye. What, what was this? What was that? Um, it, it's 
something you learn to like block out a lot of the times that or uh you know me being a dickhead I'll be like what are you doing over there you know something like that um uh that goes back to me and my brothers when you know it became so comical how often stuff happened you know we would literally just like poke fun at it and mess with it you know you know the lights going off or something i remember like rolling on the floor laughing at my brother like flipping the light switch off and on oh this is so terrifying Ooh. <laughs> you know like like just but i mean it, it was like a little moment of relief we had from all the crap that was going on but yeah uh i'd say definitely being alone uh dreams i i have like terrible dreams real crazy stuff all the time that still kicks up um to the point where like like she has to like wake me up with a broom from across the room because wow. I literally like snap out of bed and Damn. like like lose my mind. Um, uh, besides that, like I don't know, just like you always get those feelings. It, it isn't like uh, not necessarily triggered by by shows or anything. Just you know, you just get this goofy feeling that comes through you, like the feeling somebody's watching you, or you just get this bad feeling uh, that it like takes you back to that. So. Do you, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you ever, like, you know how they say, like, oh, spiritual hour, three in the morning, four in the morning. What do yeah. you think about that? Uh, yeah. My thoughts on that were there was, I'd say, like, a year or two years there where I would, like, wake up in the middle of the night, and every night it would be, like, uh, I want to say it was, like, 3.33. Yeah. Uh, because I had an alarm clock right next to my bed, and I'd wake up and look, and it, it, it was, like creepy like every night at the exact time i'd wake up and look at the clock and go okay okay what the hell is going on why is this happening you know uh you know and at the same time you know people would say oh, oh just pray or whatever but did anything come of that i i had a period like that when i was going through some heavy shit and um i would wake up at the same time every night and that's what i read but did you ever Nothing conclude? ever came out of it, really. Uh, I mean, I, I just always chalk it up to, you know, this stuff, whatever it is, it isn't good. And uh, whatever I can do to get away from it, I will. You know? <laughs> so that's why I say, like, I, I, I avoid, like, like haunted houses are kind of comical. Uh, but I don't know. But at the same time, I get, like, intrigued by, by certain things, like... Uh, uh, I'd hate coming out like but like Satanist interviews. I like listening to them and hearing what their perspectives are. Uh, just to get like some insight, you know, different perspectives into what could be going on. Like, uh, uh, what, what's the Gorgoroth, uh, their lead oh, singer, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Gaul. Uh, I mean, as insane as that guy is, I love watching his interviews and just hearing his insight onto the, in the world and how it works. Uh, another guy would be, um, I can't think of his name right now. The lead singer of Behemoth. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know he's another like devout Satanist. Um, and, and it's it's interesting. It's like they, yeah, they hate Christianity, but like if you get to like what they actually think and believe, it's pretty interesting. But you know, I, I I'd like to have a conversation with one of those guys. Like, what what are your thoughts on like this? That could be know? arranged. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Like like okay, I, I see where you're coming from. You know, and, and yeah, I grew up in the church and whatnot, like most people did. And what they did worked, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, going back to Heather Taddy, she swears by, and then I went to go see this myself, um, seeing Elaine Warren. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Lorraine. Lorraine Warren. I always say that. <laughs> 
Lorraine Warren, um, and she said, you know, if you don't have religion, find it, if you find yourself in this situation. And there were people there, you know, and I respect everything from atheists. It doesn't matter if you have religion or not, but a girl stood up and said, you know, well, what if you don't believe in anything? Uh, Lorraine just said, you better believe now. If you have an issue, you're going to need that behind you. You know, whether it's the crucifix or just saying something or a chant or a hymn or whatever it is, it worked for her and she swears by it. And, you know, she has since passed. But what an amazing person she was. And and Heather's not really a religious person by any means, but she swore by everything that Lorraine had to say. And after seeing her do that do that talk, it was amazing. Life-changing. I, I, I was born, I'm born, I was brought up Catholic, Italian Catholic, but I kind of strayed a bit and just, but it comes back, you know, and I see, I can see it as a weapon. I guess your dad did too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, to say, to say the least. Uh, I mean, they they literally had like uh, like fights and whatnot. It, I mean, mm-hmm. I remember hearing him screaming and yelling. Like, uh, you know, I kind of would say like from the movie The Exorcism. You know, I mean, I, it got to that point. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, it, it didn't have the big climactic end like it did in that movie. But literally, it, everything it was just like turn on a light switch. It was just done. Yeah, he you know, took he took energy it. away from it. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. You all. I mean, you know, I, I took physics. You know, I respect everyone's belief. And yeah, if if you haven't experienced something like this, I I fully respect and appreciate you being skeptical. I I completely get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like people talk to me about Bigfoot and fairies, and I look <laughs> at them sideways too. You know, I mean, Bigfoot not so much, but when the guy says, "Yeah, you know, well, well, let me get around to the fairies," I'm like. Ah. I you kind of lost me on that one. If they, use, if they use the yeah. term squatch, I'm usually out. As soon as they say <laughs> that, I'm out. We're going squatching. No, I'm going squatching. No. No, See, I mean, and it's, it's, it's all, it's, it, I get it. You know, I get it. But it, it takes me back to what I always used to say. I remember sitting in physics class and my, my professor was an atheist and this is how it is, this is how it is. And be like, dude, come hang out with me at my parents' house for a little bit and you explain this shit to me make sense of this to me because if you can give me like some scientific explanation for why this shit is happening dude i'm on board but if you're just gonna say that like all of these people are just hallucinating and making this shit up you can go fuck yourself i'm yeah, sorry yeah, thank you i'm sorry but yeah. like like you can't look at these like uh, uh the people who were there and just go oh well they're all full of shit like there were a lot of people they, they like as soon as it happened he like opened it up the everybody please come help us do what you can mm-hmm. help us he did yeah. so i mean and people people came so it's not like it's just it's just him or it's just me or it's just our family like there are a lot of people who were there for this and and when it came out you know there was so much uh negativity surrounding it. and there still is you know yeah. skeptics and whatnot but you know people were just mean and yes, whatnot yes, like i just don't i i don't get that like i've never met you who are you to say this stuff about me like that's insane that actually was leading me into like my next question but we, we, we talked also off air on how there was no money to be made here just oh, yeah. reputations destroyed oh yeah basically and what that... happened and i know as a writer we're not making any money your dad's not making tons of money off this book you know it's a great book but but it, i it, it's just I mean, not he, there anymore. He personally is probably more responsible for more of the sales than he'd ever get back from it. I mean, because he just buys this book like crazy. Like he gets these big boxes sent him, and it's not 
coming from the publisher. He's on Amazon buying 20 copies to go and give out to people. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just he just wants to get it out there, so, which is why he's open to, you know, anybody comes out with a podcast. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Anything that can get this word out. I want to tell this story. This shit's real. It's real, and this is what you got to do about it. And his big thing is, like, like helping people who are in similar situations. I can't tell you how many times I get uh, messages on the Facebook group from some family out in, like, uh, uh, Alabama or something that's dealing with this issue and they don't know what to do. They they went to their pastor and this has happened and they relate to his story a bit. They heard about it. They messaged me. I put them in contact with him and he you know gets them on the phone and talks to them. Talks them through what to do. If it helps, I mean, you know? what the hell? I mean, but what what else is there? As far as like making money off of this, I mean, that guy walked into this book with more money than he would you know making a career off of uh, you know himself. You know, and to go public with something like this, that was more damage to his career than anything. Devastating. You know? yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Like, read, read the book, folks. I'm just telling you, read the book. Uh, uh, the book is available Amazon. Amazon, uh, yeah, anywhere. Google Books, uh, Barnes & Noble, they, they all sell it. Demon of Brownsville Road. Yeah. Don't miss it. Um, and again, the uh, writer... Erica Manfred, right, uh, with yeah. your dad. Yeah. Is there an audio version? Yeah, there there's an audio book. I saw um, that, yeah. Yeah, there's audio book. I, I think it's audible. available in a couple of different languages, too, but yeah, might, it's out uh, there. I might pick up the audible book. Uh, yeah, just that's because... your speed while you're driving. <laughs> yeah, I forget who the guy is. That, I drive a long way it, to but... work. Yeah, he drives a long way to come here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but along the same lines, um, I wanted to ask you this big time, because we've all got our own shit. We've all been through stuff. Um, do you find yourself being judged even now which you already covered but after all you've been through even by family and friends like do they still like it's almost like you've been through this so you have this label attached to you whether we've all i've been through some stuff too and i people don't family and friends will they always attach that stigma to you and that's it. Do you deal with that on a regular basis? Oh, I got enough of my own stigmas. I don't know, this doesn't even come close. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, but no, I mean, I have a, I keep a real small circle, and and the people who I have with me today are pretty much all the people who were with me back then. Um, you know, we we don't party all the time or see each other all the time, but like the people I talk to and deal with, um, like I'd say ninety percent of them were there through it. So I don't I don't get any blowback from them. Uh, some of my cousins look at it as like a goof. Uh, but again, I, I really don't deal with them too much either. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I keep, I keep negative people away from my life. You know, I went through like a five year period where I just like any, anybody who was, you know, a downer, a negative person holding me back, yeah. not, not productive in life. You know, I, I just cut them all out of my life. So uh, let that be a lesson folks. Cause I did the yeah, same I thing. I highly, too. highly recommend doing that. Do, do a full blown rundown of who you deal with yep. and if they're not going anywhere and they're holding you back mm -hmm. and they're a downer to you, you just got to cut that, cut that out. If you get an anxiety by, from a text from somebody and you know, if you see their name in a text, that's somebody you need to cut off right yeah. there. It's just like, get that out of your life. I found that out and I ended up with Sean. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I appreciate like the people that I have around me now, the people I deal with and talk to, they're all good people. You know, I so as far as blowback or whatnot, like, even people who I work with who see the TV show and then come in the next day and ask me about it, like, for the most part, they're even, like, respectful, you know? Excuse me. Uh, they don't ask all kinds of questions. They just, oh, that was pretty neat. I saw you on TV. Is that real? I'm just like, yeah, it was real. That happened. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, but 
I don't know. I, I'm usually a pretty straightforward guy, and anybody that deals, I mean, well, I mean, my job is basically telling the truth. I mean, if you want to break down what I do for a living, I work for really, really big companies and make sure everybody does what they're supposed to. So, like, I don't have like if there was bullshit in me, I'd be terrible at my job, you know. <laughs> so, people people who deal with me and know me, they kind of you know very transparent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they they well bob said it i mean I, i'm kind of gonna side with him on it you know but again that goes back to ha have a very good filter of who you allow into your life uh, filters totally believe in filters uh do you guys have something else all right well just to wrap it up here uh, i gotta say you know family can survive through sustained madness if they stick together um and i'm gonna tie this into i'll, I'll go with heather taddy's show too because on that show alien highway which again the idea of aliens is still far-fetched to a lot of people and she's working with a father and um a, a father and son that sometimes don't get along uh i i, I saw that dynamic with you and your dad <laughs> yeah reading the book and then seeing you in person now i could see um and that show it's endearing and it's also for them it's it's um it it helps them well he lost the the, the guy chuck zakowski lost his badge because he was going after cattle mutilations and ufos and everything else but now he's got the show he's very but his son is his son doubts him a lot and heather is in between them all the time and this is something you don't see on the show folks but you might because if you know father and son's relationships, it's in a look. And you know that. I know that just looking at you right now. But um, <laughs> along that same lines, uh, I was just listening to XM. Brian Head Welch from Corn was being interviewed. He has a documentary out right now where he, uh, you, you know about him. He lost his mind. He Then he found religion. Then he lost his mind again. He was on drug. Well, he found his daughter going through the same thing at 15. And he he got clean, sober, and everything to make sure that she didn't go that route. And the documentary is called uh, Loud Crazy Love, and I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, I want to watch this thing, but he went full circle, and now he's getting his daughter, and they're together on this thing, this journey. And that's exactly what the Zakowskis are doing. They're, they're on this journey together. So I don't know if that's going to be what happens with you guys, oh. if you're going to join your dad at some point, no. or you're just kind of like, no. you know what? <sighs> no, no, no. I mean, that even comes into like uh... – but your friends again, right? I mean, oh yeah, oh, oh man. I mean, he's he's you know my best friend. I, I had to, I was gonna call him right before I came over here, but cool. I mean, we were texting each other today. I mean, he knows I'm here. He knows what uh, what we're doing. We talk all the time. I mean, you know, like I mean, he's my main go-to for any sort of advice at all. Here. Well, there you go. So, yeah, we get along great. It's just you know, if, if we don't fully agree on something, we don't agree on it, and we know it, and we'll kind of cut our conversations off, you know, like, okay, well, but as far as, like, getting into, like, a screaming match or anything like that, like, none, none of that stuff happens, like... Read the book, kids. Yeah. Read the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, man, yeah, if you want to go back in the day and talk about some of that stuff, yeah. 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 That's in the past. <laughs> All right, but now we're going to close out with a song, your last pick of the night. Yeah, uh, The Breathing Process. This is another local group, uh... Uh, really amazed that they're actually from here well connecticut but here but uh like like even had to google it just to make sure i'm like they're that, like i listen to them all the time on youtube when i'm at work and whatnot and so i'm just like there's no way they're from around here this can't be a local group but they are they're really good really enjoy their music uh this is from 
I think this is from their most recent album, Superboy. Uh, this, no, this song, song uh, but what's his? It's it's some. Uh, it's like a Buddhist word. I want to say it's not um, um, yeah, Sarah song or something Saracen? like that. I I don't know. I don't know. Let them yell but at us I know, later. I know. Uh, uh, the, if you look, I googled the album name, and it actually has a pretty cool definition to it. it I'm pretty sure it's like a Buddhist word. Uh, but yeah, if you check them out, definitely do the same thing. It's worth it. Well, all right, folks, this is the part of the show where you all give out where you're from or where they can find you, if they, Nicole, if they want you to find you, want them to find you. Uh, all right, so I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. You can get me, David J. Fairhead, on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. Fair, FairlyDarkProductions.com, all the shows and all the books. If you want to support the habit, please do. Sean? I'm from the Alien Highway. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> and Nicole? I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Instagram as uh, penny.lane.dreadful. It's uh, private right now, but it'll open up eventually. What about your uh, your profession? Do you want to tell them how to find you, or is that not a thing? Um, it's it's current. I'm currently doing uh, performances, but I'm not open for bookings yet. Okay. So. Even though you had a very successful show recently, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're very proud of you here. Just saying. And Bobby Kramer Jr., how do we find you? Do we want to? Do you want them to find you? Uh, as far as me, yeah. I mean, okay. if, if you want to. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm a bit of an asshole online. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> we love, all, all good fun, though. We love but, the uh, snarkiness. Gotta keep people honest, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the fun stuff. Uh, you know, just Bobby Kramer. Uh if you're interested in the book, there's Facebook pages, Google, uh, just Google Bob Cramner or Demon of Brownsville Road, and you'll find us. We have websites uh, with, you know, news articles. Uh, you can read about the bodies buried in the front yard and all that good stuff. Um, uh, and that's actually in a newspaper. That's not just in the book. That's uh, that sure. was, uh, you know, ground penetrating radar. So yeah, but there's plenty of stuff. Uh, there's YouTube uh, videos, uh, tons of interviews, all kinds of good stuff. Check it out. Well, before we get into the final song here, I do have one more thing I forgot to hit on, but we're going to get into the breathing process right after this. Um, do you ever troll the pains in the asses that troll you on social media? So that snarkiness comes right in there. Oh, as, as far as the book is uh, well, concerned? Well, just or? you in general, if they call you out on it, I'm pretty sure you go after them. Oh, dude, me and my brother are ruthless. Yeah. We're ruthless. I'm, I'm pretty sure people have like deleted accounts because of us. you got to <laughs> press buttons. like. I, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like intentionally try it. Well, I mean, sometimes I do, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've kind of made a game out of watching my friends list fall. Because, I mean, <laughs> Facebook to me is just like, it, it, it's it's like, unless you're you're doing something with like a business or whatever, but if you're just like a regular person and you're not really doing anything and you have 2,500 Facebook friends, to me, that's like yeah. a joke, you know? So, I, I, I mean, I got up there for a little bit and I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't get along with a lot of these people. So, I, I just start being the like, like very outspoken and i just i think i'm down to like 700 and some now nice. did, you, so. did you ever get put in facebook jail like no you surprisingly i've never been in facebook jail i can't figure it out because i see my friends that are always like oh i just got out of six or three months i'm like twice what did you do, yeah, twice what did you do? Yeah. there's nothing you do that i don't do but yeah. i just get out of it i don't know not once have i been in facebook jail <laughs> We can't get him on Twitter, so that means yeah. I'm like I'm. I must be like a professional. If, I, if I've never been put away for it, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for doing this. This was great. Once oh again, yeah, it's always. And uh, it's you always. know what? Uh, it's great. This is kind of like our Return of the Jedi chapter, where you actually, you know, it's happier than the last two episodes because we we got into some dark stuff there. Not that it's not dark now, but it's 
kind of behind you. Uh, well, I mean, it's it. What's interesting is like it was behind me, and then the book came out. So, I thought you were uh, gonna say then I showed up here. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I guess it's a good thing because it's like you get to talk about it and get it out. They say that's so they say. But uh, yeah, I don't know, it is what it is. It's all right. right, it's all good fun. All right, let's do some metal, folks. There you go. Thanks for listening.
to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.
electric acid.